Welcome everyone, this is Andrew Heath, um, practice lead for our utility practice at JD Power. Um, this is our second of an ongoing series of podcasts looking at themes that are relevant and emerging across our industry. I'm delighted to be able to be joined today by my colleagues Mark Thurman, Jeff Conklin, Jim Croce and Kelly Jackson and we have just concluded about an hour ago our annual conference, the 2019 Utility Client Conference. So we thought this was a perfect opportunity to um, discuss what we've heard, um, share some of the themes and some of the lessons that as a group we've been learning from everyone who's attended and some of the sessions. So for anyone who was unable to attend, um, sorry you couldn't make it, but at least there's one way of finding out what was happening. We've covered the range of segments we've looked at residential customers, small mid-sized business customers, key accounts. We've been getting insights from the electric industry, the natural gas industry, our, our water industry. Um, a lot of great content has been shared by our utility clients regarding innovations and improvements they've been making across their businesses. So I thought it was a, a perfect chance just to share some of what we've heard uh, and maybe stimulate any discussions. So, um, Jeff, you were you were here. What were your thoughts regarding some of the key things, especially the day before the conference when we were able to get together with a group of the executives that uh, are at the utilities? Well, again, Andrew, great job setting up the event and organizing it. And we got a lot of great support from our from our JD Power colleagues. Very well run event. What what I'm always delighted when we finish this because we know leading up to it, the plans are complicated and, and stressful, and you never know how it's going to come about, but. Every year we, we ring the bell, and it, it, this year to me felt as engaging or more engaging than we've ever had. We had a great slate of content. We've had some great content the last couple of years, but for whatever reason, this year to me felt like the folks that were here were, they were on point and engaged to a degree I don't know if we've seen before. It was really delightful to see. And it started with the first day. We've now gotten into this routine where sort of the day ahead of the general conference, we get together with um, a group of executives from the utilities and have a great conversation. Um, this year we had, I think, 16 uh, executives, vice presidents, senior vice presidents, uh, chief marketing officers, uh, you know, customer care organizations. And the conversation for the day ranged from the very tactical, such as, you know, how do we get more consumers to enroll in auto uh, deduct and, and e-bills and things like that, all the way up into some very strategic discussions they had with themselves on how they are able to create business cases so that they can uh, sort of leverage some of the investment that's maybe otherwise going to be made in distribution networks into improving the customer's experience. So um, it was really interesting range of topics that they hit on. Uh, again, uh, very engaged group. It's kind of fun to just get them started and then make sure they stay on the tracks a little bit yep. and just listen to these wonderful conversations as they exchange information about what's working well, what some of the challenges are, have you tried this, have you tried that sort of thing. And, and they get a lot of value out of that. Um, I think the one thing that struck me, is this is sort of the first time I think I've heard our clients and our executives in particular talking about speed of execution. And mm -hmm. we've been talking to our clients a lot about that. John Hazen has kind of picked this up as a point of recommendation over the past couple, three years. I've certainly seen it as I've engaged with telecoms and other uh, uh, industry participants, such as the travel industry like airlines, the speed of how they identify an opportunity to improve and then execute on doing something to engage and make those improvements happen. 
obviously is, is getting faster and faster and iterating quicker and quicker all the time. And I think this is the first time I've heard our industry executives really not just talk about it, but demonstrate how they've been doing it in the past year. So I think that's a, that's a bit of a game changer for them. I think they're understanding how you can get in, find that solution that's gonna get you 80% of where you wanna go with less budget, less time, get it out there, test it, trial it, see how it works, tweak it, and then move on to the next big thing and get that 80% solved. So I was really encouraged by hearing how our clients are really now making things happen at a cadence and at a pace that they need to be doing that they haven't done in the past. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think we um, we heard a number of times, not just within the technology sphere, but the the conference setting of the, the use of agile techniques. And I, I've 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 kind of joked a number of times that our industry we tend to build things like websites, as though we're building power stations. Yeah, that we, this thing's going to be around for twenty years on change. What more? Yeah, and it's like that's so wrong now. And it's I, I think it's great that that isn't external voices. The whole of our industry is really thinking through how do I innovate quickly and rapidly deliver these things, meet up with customer expectations. So Mark, you were you were leading one of our sessions on the innovation area around the Internet of Things along Indeed. with Ian Greenblatt, and it, that, that was very well and received. I used the word rubbish, which uh, appealed to I, I appealed, one British person I, in, I, in I was even I was there, I was able to translate for everybody, thank you. Yeah, so no, I, I was very pleased to lead a, a, a session. Uh, in some cases, I think based on the conversations I had informally, it was really the first time that a lot of folks were exposed to what IoT or Internet of Things is, which just very quickly is the notion of putting a sensor on a thing and connecting it to a network in order to control it and manage it and get important data. And one of the thoughts that we shared was that if I were in the utility space, I'd consider creating a center of excellence around IoT and maybe even uh, helping consumers figure out this whole IoT uh, thing and maybe create some smart home capabilities on behalf of uh, the consumer and maybe even creating in the in, in the uh, it, it, for the utilities that are able to do this to you know create maybe a new revenue source which is something that I think is very important to them especially in the regula regulated uh, utilities world I remember you talking through the just the, the, the challenge question to the audience of you know, do you have a strategy right. regarding how you're going to approach internet? And I think they have to have a strategy, even if the strategies will do nothing, but you need to be aware of it. People are putting smart things in their homes. They're looking to connect them up. They're all powered, obviously, by electricity, um, and they're all connected to some form of a network uh, or multiple networks. Now, as it turns out, uh, um, International Data Corp, uh, IDC, last month just came out with a, a new, uh, their new spending guides, and the top uh, four items uh, uh, comprising $740 billion, $745 billion worth of spending is manufacturing, consumer IoT, transport, and utilities. Okay. So utilities is right up there. And with respect to utilities, the spend is being allocated towards electric vehicle charging and smart grid. And then you know, following that, a lot of the consumer IoT use cases, again, are Home automation, smart appliances. So is that as of today, 2019? That's as of that's three weeks ago, January 20, okay. uh, 2019. Brand so new data. Brand new data. And I think you have to get with the program. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that's part of, I think, you know, innovating and being aware of things. Because one of the things that I, I discussed in our session was um, your competition might be Amazon or Google. Yeah. Because they're looking to disrupt almost every industry. Yeah. And they're already doing that. They're already partnering with certain electric utilities, as we discussed. 
And yep. a big, big investment there, of course, smart metering continues. Absolutely. I, I, I'm not sure I've seen the latest numbers, but I think we're really barely over 50% of households have a smart meter plugged into them in the U.S. We heard a lot of our clients today who have recently continued to get approval. I think that's it was right. $400 million. Was it Eversource that's going to be in a four-year program to install? And, um, and I know there's one other one. Amron. Yeah, Amron just came yeah, to she, mind. Yeah, she talked about uh, that. Amron's going to invest in, in growing the grid with smart metering. And, of course, that brings a lot of interesting data along with it. So I think that's another key theme we heard here this week was data analytics. Yeah. And whether it's just putting it all in a big, giant pool and swimming through it and coming up with some interesting findings or and or using that data to prove uh, the investment worthiness, the business case. Yep. Um, uh, boy, if we heard it once, we heard it 75 times this week, right, was use your data to demonstrate why this is a smart investment. Uh, so data analytics really came to the surface this right. this uh, week that we haven't heard before. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so curious, Jim Cosey, from yeah, other conference, your I, insights and there thoughts? There clearly was a, a strong theme around innovation. Uh, uh, generally, and if you just take a step back and you think about uh, the utility industry as a whole, it really is a very innovative uh, industry. Although I would say it doesn't get credit for its innovation. Uh, I mean, arguably, utility electricity is one of the the great innovations of the the last century, and really sort of the lifeblood of all other innovation. Right? Without electricity, uh, you wouldn't have a lot of innovation, and but again, uh, it was behind the scenes, sort of a black box. Customers, you know, not necessarily aware of, of all the improvements in terms of grid and environmental uh, investments, etc. Grid resiliency, and I think the challenge that that utilities now are I mean, kind of the latest frontier of innovation is more customer-facing innovation. Um, and and you know, what do they do with all this great smart grid data, smart meter data? How do they, you know, convert that into valuable information, products, and services that uh, have value to to customers? That's the next big frontier. And it was interesting listening to a number of the presentations where that theme of innovation and things like the the potential role of artificial intelligence and machine learning can play. And actually, it, it's relevant. You can, you know, we were talking through examples that are directly related to the electric and other utility industries. So. We had a session this morning, Kelly, um, yes. Kelly Jackson. We had some information from three of the organizations that JD Power's been working with recently um, regarding their key account programs. So it, it was a lot of fun having having three very, very different companies up there and sharing their experiences, their hurdles, the things that they'd have to go through just to get in a key account management program. And, and so we had water. And they're just starting, American Water's just starting their brand new account management program. They've got 14 states that they're trying to get together mm-hmm. under one account umbrella. So they, they've, uh, they've got a long hill to battle, but they, I'm excited to see how, how determined they are to get it done. And then we had TVA, federally owned, of course. So they, Tennessee Valley Authority. Correct, right? yeah. yeah. So they've, they've got their own hurdles being a government agency and excellent, excellent account management for their key accounts with them. And then we have WEC, the uh, combination of WPS and WE Energies, and getting their account management programs together and working as one. These uh, three really great companies and, and sharing those experiences and seeing that regardless of the industry, regardless of the type of company 
that they are best practices for key accounts really does run the gamut. It, it's basically the same. And and I was really excited to hear. Uh, generally, key accounts is your own. You're kind of your own island. How you manage key accounts is different than residential, the smaller business. You kind of running things differently. But I was so excited to hear something that I've been preaching for 20 years, and it's communication. And I'm hearing more about communicating with a customer, regardless of size, throughout every presentation for two days. Somebody has something to say about communication. And it's things that I've been telling people for years. As long as you teach the customer the reasons behind a decision, they're more willing to forgive. And, and that communication will increase customer satisfaction. And I was really happy to hear that it is now flowing through regardless of industry, regardless of customer size. So yeah. that was exciting. No, there was some great insights from that panel. Yeah. So I'd, I'd be curious to find out. I know I, I heard a lot of really interesting nuggets this week from our clients that were presenting to us. And I'd just be curious to, to pull the panel here, so to speak. What what hit you that went, wow, that's an aha. I've never seen that before. Anything come to mind for you guys? Well, listen, here, I can jump in. First time uh, attendee at this particular event, but you know I'm a frequent offender at many other conferences uh, globally. Um, I've never been to a conference where it you, there's no competition or there's no competitive concern. So everybody is really talking about best practices and they're literally taking notes and saying uh, openly, and I think it was the Eversource one that said, I'm gonna steal that. Mm-hmm. So they'd hear an insight from their peer and they could adopt it pretty quickly. And you know, I come from the telecom space, you can't get three or four telecoms in the same room uh, to talk to each other because of competitive or, or antitrust concerns in many cases. So that in and of itself was, was an amazing thing to me. You know, there were so many great moments. Uh, I, I'll just pick out one, and it's uh, one of the panels that, that uh, I introduced, or one of the speakers, uh, Mark Brzezinski, or uh, Dan Brzezinski from uh, DTE, who is vice president of gas supply and sales, which is an operating leader, not a CX leader. And he gave a bang up presentation on how DTE does their CSAT governance as if he was the CCO. I mean, I, th- I think it speaks volumes about culture of some of our companies that we see. When you have an operating leader with that intimate level of knowledge and passion around customer sat, and he doesn't really have the title. Yeah, that's a good point, Tim. AI, the, the, just the amount of, of reach that it's getting into everything that you're doing and you don't even think about it. It's out there right now, kind of lurking in the darkness and you don't even realize it. And, and the tool that it will become in the future for, for all areas of the business is actually quite exciting. I, I'm really excited to see the differences between this year and last and next year. Yeah, yeah I think I would, I would say one of it was the, the breadth of the insights. So there were some really specific improvements that were highlighted regarding the actual words on the website when someone was trying to do a stop, stop transfer and how that could have a dramatic impact on the customer experience all the way through to, you can make as many changes on technology and process as you like, but if you haven't got the culture and the organization behind you to make those changes effective, then you're not gonna complete the journey. So I I think it was was great to be able to see that complete breadth in terms of what organizations are doing to help improve those experiences. 
the one that sort of dropped my jaw was this morning. We had Cobb EMC, a large cooperative, but not a very large utility in the overall scheme of things, talking about their electric vehicle program. What a wonderful program, number one. But the thing that dropped my jaw was their rate structure. If I heard this right, they've got a, a flexible rate structure for nighttime usage. No charge yeah. between midnight and 6 a.m. Not just for your electric vehicle, but every appliance you run in that household. Really? That's astonishing. Yeah. And so this is what's sort of interesting, I think, in our utility space where we can get into the scale of looking at cooperatives because oftentimes some of the more really innovative stuff happens at the smallest enterprises because they can be a bit more agile or nimble. Mm -hmm. And in their case, they don't have a regulator they have to go ask, of course. So I would, that one would drop my jaw. Just like, uh, be interested to see how that turns out because that can change behavior. And they'd thought through the risks, so they'd put some sort of cap so you yeah. couldn't, you know, if you were a going to be a massive user of electric. You, yeah, you it's like 400 kilo hours a month yeah, or something but, like that, right, yeah. For, the, for regular customers, it was it was amazing that they could go and do those things. Yeah. So if you're building a washer or a dryer, you ought to think about putting a capability, instrumenting and putting a capability to take advantage of that race and just dry your clothing at night. Yep, great way of yeah. you know, connecting how the internet and the various things exactly. on those appliances can work. So with that, um, we've we really probably have covered you know maybe half of the content that was actually shared within the the conference, and certainly not in the depth that we had there. We had some uh, some great insights from a, a lot of uh, utilities throughout the nation. Um, we will be for those who are unable to join us this year. Uh, our conference is an annual event; it's a client conference. Uh, so around about this time in 2020, we will be doing a similar event. So. If you haven't done so already, think about putting some time aside in your calendars so you can look forward to joining the JD Power Utility Conference in 2020. Thank you everyone for joining us for today's podcast. <laughs>